you're listening to the Seven Transformations podcast. For access to the latest content, including the show notes to this episode, stay connected at the7transformations.com. Create a life you love. Transformation is an ongoing journey, and it is good that we don't have to walk that path alone. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is my weekly podcast sharing life lessons on and off the competitive floor with a few stories in between. Thank you for joining me on this journey. And now, let's create a life we love. Well, welcome back, guys. Thank you for joining me. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is my podcast, The Seven Transformations. Happy Friday. Today, we are back with another Create a Life You Love interview where I interview people from a variety of places artists, entrepreneurs, business people, professionals of all kinds on how. They are pursuing their passions and creating a life that they love and living it full out. Today, my guest is Amanda. Say hello, Amanda. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm thrilled to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, me too. So uh, what do you do for a living, Amanda? You can brief them here. Okay. Well, I am the founder of Pathways of Grace. Nice. And then I have a personal practice called Spiritual Direction, Mm. where I meet with people who want to show up to their inner life. And then I also do trainings and teaching people how to listen below the surface. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm really actually interested in your uh, listening course. That that's such a profound. You know, a lot of people don't realize the importance of listening. I think listening is such a key element to everything we do, no matter what, no matter what profession you're in. Listening is one of the most important things of having a good life, yes. and your relationships, and creating anything. So. That's that's awesome. That you we do get that. a lot of people coming into the center saying, in this political climate, mm-hmm. I'm sitting across from Uncle Joe, and he's on the opposite end of me. How do I sit with him and not objectify him? Mm. How do I love him, hear him, and not lose my own voice? Mm. So a lot of people are struggling with, how do I have my voice without making someone else the other? Yeah, especially in such a divisive time that we live in with, with, like you said, with politics and things like that, where it's very easy to pick a side and, uh, and, and really eliminate listening. You know, when, when you have that kind of divisive energy around you, I think it, it also permeates to other parts of your life. So it's, it's a, an unhealthy time regarding, I think listening is in high demand right now. So listening better. And we don't know how to sit, um, and not come to consensus. Hmm. So that takes practice. That does, yeah. Mm-hmm. How to balance individual opinion with uh, with kind of collaboration or just even allowing the other person's space yes. you know, without sacrificing your own. So that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what's your favorite part of the process for what you do? I'm sure you have a very busy life. So what what are some of the favorite aspects of... Watching people get the aha. Mm. watching that happen and watching them leave where everything's the same and everything is different. Mm. I've heard that actually uh, quite a few times from people who are in this line of work, you know, helping other people, that kind of thing, where some of the most rewarding parts of it are just priceless when you see somebody else get it. Yes. In a way, it's kind of you relive your own moment when you got something and by sharing that with somebody else and seeing them get it it's uh 
it's like one of the most fulfilling things ever. Yes. I can totally relate to that. So, well, what as a kid did you want to do this? Like, how what was your life track leading up to this? What, what did you see yourself doing when you were a kid, or is this something like you always knew you wanted to help other people? You were always the pe- the person that other kids came to and, and talked, you know, and then were a good listener. Like, how was your life track leading up to what you're doing now? Yeah, I'd say I was born a helper or born a listener, mm-hmm. and um, but I thought I was going to be an artist, oh, okay. and I still do art. Yeah, um, it's like a, painting or I do painting. Um, what I do the most of right now is people send me their pets, and oh. I paint them as religious icons. Oh wow! And That's so cool. it's it's just a little side thing I do, but people yeah. all over the country send me pictures, and I do it in the Eastern Orthodox method: thin layers, oh, wow. gold leaf, the whole thing, and. So I'm still doing art. That's cool. And then I had a deep love for my faith my entire life. Yeah. And so um, I've just been following those two passions, and it's ended me up here. What What's your faith? Are you Eastern Orthodox or no? I come from a Christian background, and I would say right now I'm um, just a very broad. Yeah. Understanding of faith now. Yeah, it's just gotten, yeah. God's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. I can't contain it into yeah. any one I like that. Mode God's now. gotten bigger for you. I like that. That's <laughs> yes. cool. Very cool. Well, um, with your relationships, I'm always curious when I ask people, especially entrepreneurs, and how they began their journey. We were talking a little bit about off air when you, when you first started and... <laughs> how you had to, you know, live in a studio for a little bit. Like, what was the life like for your relationships closest to you? Were they supportive? Um, You know, did it take a while for them to come around? Or, you know, were they not supportive? It was a difficult time as far as the relationships in your life goes. Some of the family relationships were not supportive. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had built a community around me, so they Mm. were very supportive. Even if they didn't get it it. or would never do the journey I'm doing, Mm -hmm. they were there. So I was very blessed that way. What were you doing before you started Pathways of Grace and started this line of work that you're in right now? I was a minister, a church minister for many years, and then left that and took the leap of faith and started doing spiritual direction full time. What did you, what made you like kind of, I mean, because even as a minister, you, you definitely are walking that path to some degree, like you're helping people with their faith and spirituality and and that kind of thing. So what made you shift in the specific direction that you are right now in? I loved being a minister. It just was not my my natural gifting to Mm. run a church. And there's so much that goes with that of... Certain, I think outside the box. So there's certain belief systems. Oh, I there's, see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoy um, the specific aspect of people doing their inner journey. Mm. And a lot of times churches do what they do beautifully. I'm a big supporter, mm-hmm. um, but they can only do so much. So a lot of the really deep inner transformation can't happen in church because they're running programs and helping people and doing all these other things that mm. this deep kind of inner work, there just isn't time to do it. There's not a structure so much for the one-on-one or right. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So pretty much the need for a different structure came about as your interests and, and 
things started to open up in different ways as God got bigger, maybe in a sense. Right. And when yeah. even when I was a pastor, they gave me permission to spend so much of my time doing spiritual direction and retreat work. Mm. So, I mean, it was a big part of who I was even within the church. Mm. Wow. That's really cool. Well, what and your journey has been a moment when you can think back where your confidence and the belief in your own message changed. You know, we all have these big breaks, quote unquote, where, you know, let's say you meet a client for the first time and they, you know, whatever, like they pay you for the first time or you get in to be able to do a workshop, you know, at a, at a particular center or you sign this or that. What made it real for you? Let's put it that way. What When you jumped ship and you went for this, what was one moment that was like, okay, this is this is it now. I, I really kind of feel a little more official with whatever I'm doing. So I'm always curious to hear those experiences from different people. Well, I'm from Phoenix, but moved away for 20 years. So I mm-hmm. came back to Phoenix when I made this jump. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know any place where I could practice um, and try this out. Mm-hmm. The only place I knew was the Franciscan Renewal Center. Oh, So I showed up there and said, hey, I'm a spiritual director. Do you have those? Do you need those? I'm not Roman Catholic, so mm-hmm. I didn't know how they would receive me. And they embraced me with open arms. Wow. I became a teacher and a board member for their spiritual direction program. Wow. Was able to rent a room there and start seeing clients. So that was kind of like, wow, people like what I have. They are impressed with what I bring. And so that was a big shift for me. That's awesome. Well, I think there's uh, some of those, like, uh, well, I don't know if it's the denomination. I went to a Jesuit high school. So it's like kind of those different groups. Mm-hmm. Um, they are a little more open. They're, they do things a little differently than the en masse kind of overall large government of the let's say the catholic church at least from what i remember i remember jesuit school was very different in terms of the policies their open-mindedness was a little more in certain directions you know a little more flexible you know so that's really cool well with your business now and maybe even looking ahead what have had you had to sacrifice or invest maybe and what do you have to invest to get to the next stage of where you're going well uh, the sacrifice is i um to do this i sold everything i had including Mm. my car and moved into a studio um went month to month not sure if i'm gonna make my rent or (laughs) what i'm gonna do um just kind of showed up to it so that was a sacrifice of of doing with less and the stress of not knowing can i do this and Mm. Where's the money going to come from? So that was that piece. And now the piece is um, continuing to grow is the big mm. piece. I know what I know now, and I've mm-hmm. been doing it for 11 years. Yeah. And we're in a place where we're expanding and growing in ways I can't even fathom. Wow. So it's my willingness to let go of mm. some of what I've built in order to grow into new directions. Mm. So that's uh, a bit of a sacrifice, but it's an exciting one. Like in terms of how you want it to be run or hiring other people to help you with certain things that maybe are uncomfortable to delegate, like what part of it is difficult, let's say, for you to let go or, I guess, yeah, change? 
it's a whole new vision. So I started uh-huh. out as myself Got in it. this little studio with mm-hmm. no car <laughs> and built yeah. it. And now we have this 3,000 square foot space. And I've invited all these wonderful practitioners to be mm. part of it and playing. So there's more moving parts. Things are morphing and becoming mm. and that I could never have imagined. Yeah, uh, I'm running a center that's very different than just me doing my having practice. Your, yeah. Um, and that letting go. So yeah, yeah. having to hire people to do different things that I normally do. Mm. Um, I'm having to think. I, I always tell people it's my neurons are starting to go to the left side of the brain a little bit more, <laughs> right? So yeah. not a natural gift, but I'm stretching yeah. that way and yeah. having to figure those things out. So That's great. I, I think it's always when we have some kind of calling or... Um, commitment to excellence you know like some high result some something we want to create that's you know high performance that it always brings about that's that thing that we need to stretch to you know to to really create it because you can only get by so much on your strengths you know certainly in this day and age there's so many things that are constantly changing we have to be all the time stretching in new directions i know like with this podcast that i started i didn't know anything about podcasting like three four months ago and now i'm like reading books on social media i didn't even use instagram you know before this year but you know you start to learn like holy smokes there's so many things to learn that maybe i didn't really want to do or you know could do or something like that before but now you you embrace them too the interesting thing is that i think there's an internal resistance i certainly have a lot of areas I'm similar way like okay let me stretch and and accommodate this and what I'm doing but once you once you get past that internal resistance and you see kind of the benefit and connect to it like you said play I like that word it's kind of fun you know as, as if you find how it can integrate into and certain things that you genuinely don't enjoy it you know and just delegate them but it is hard what is hard what do you find as an entrepreneur what do you find difficult to delegate what are some of the most difficult things? I think the things that I just do second nature. Mm-hmm. So it's um, allowing someone else to return a call or mm. to, um, uh, we just hired someone who's amazing to keep our place looking really awesome. Oh, nice. Like so, a decorator or uh, No, just or? to clean oh, okay. and make sure it feels hospitable. And yeah. she just, on so many levels, does such an amazing job. Got it. But when she started, it was really hard because that's what I did. Oh, yeah, sure. So that <laughs> Somebody letting, else organizing Yes, <laughs> exactly. So they have different oh, ways yeah. of organizing oh, and different things yeah. to use. And it's all lovely, but yeah. it was very challenging yeah. that wow. they aren't good. They're not me. Right. Yeah. Yep. I can totally relate to that. That one of my pet peeves is somebody misplacing something of mine where I put it in one place. <laughs> uh, I can totally relate. Well, you know... Let's ask you here a couple of questions about the struggle and challenges. You know, what is maybe a recent challenge in this journey that you've been on, maybe with Pathways of Grace or maybe before that? Something that's meaningful, that that really came up and was a challenge to you. And more importantly, how did you overcome that challenge and get back to a creative state, a loving state, back to motivation? So what happened and how did you get through it how did you deal with it i think the the stretch to going to this new space was a challenge Mm -hmm. um 
the the fear of expansion, mm. the fear of can we do it, mm. um, uh, what would it look like, all of that. So working through and then getting the new space and all of that. And anytime I face a challenge, what gets me through is my focus on why am I doing what I'm doing. Mm. Coming back vision? to that over and over and over again. And is this getting me there? Mm. Is this part of that journey? Mm -hmm. And how do I want to participate? So mm. my view is we're here to participate in life yeah. fully. Um, and so is this participation? Is this how I'm to show up in the world? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, then the challenge morphs more mm. into an adventure, um, more into, okay, well, then let's figure it out. Um, mm. So it helps me to let it go. Yeah, and approach it from a curiosity perspective, mm -hmm. something that it's an opportunity. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. The reframing is key. I think, uh, and you and I have talked a lot about this, you know, off, off air about just, reframing and how you know looking at the situation just differently what are the different tools for for reframing a situation i think vision and why you're doing it is is so critical mm -hmm. because ultimately if you know that then everything else tends to answer itself i know i especially with doing this and all the other things that i want to develop in the near future there's so many details there's so many details all the time it's so easy to get consumed by the details and you have to navigate through that with a machete and look at the core of what is it that you know why am i doing this if you can answer that for yourself then you know the other bushes just kind of shape themselves mm -hmm. around that mm -hmm. around that core answer well what is a, a current recurring obstacle for you whether it's you know something physical administrative emotional whatever that you are dealing with on a recurring basis. It's just, it's part of the, you know, necessary evil, so to speak. And how do you accommodate for it? How do you deal with it? A recurring is, I'm a big picture person. Mm -hmm. So getting into the details, mm -hmm. um, figuring out ways of doing messaging. Okay. Um, how do I communicate the inner life to people? A lot of mm. times I tell people what I do and you can just watch them glaze over because they just don't quite yeah, understand yeah, it. what it is that I do. So that's been a huge challenge. And the way I've been going through it is to hire people who are better mm. at it than me, mm. um, to teach me, to train me, to help stretch me so that I can communicate better yeah. what I do, that I can see the details. So mm. I've hired an organizer oh, nice. who came in and, yeah. and went and went through my office and, and my home and is helping me arrange it in a way that makes sense to me hmm. so I'm not lo getting lost in the details. Yeah. Um, so, and I've hired someone to help me with, um, getting my message and figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. That's her gift, not mine. Yeah. So to rely on other people and let go is a big thing. That's beautiful. Yeah. I think that's, that's key is certain limits to where our current, you know, awareness is at and finding the cooperative situations that can provide a solution to that you know that's that's really cool well what are some you know you mentioned focusing on your why and that's an important 
strategy for maintaining your creative flow. I think that's probably one of the most important. Are there any other strategies that you employ to go through your day to maintain your energy at a high level, at a creative state? You know, as an entrepreneur, there's always things that kind of we have to deal with, you know, and, and that can be very draining. So you need a high level amount of energy to create what you're doing. And not necessarily physical energy, but just mental awareness, being creative in the flow, not succumbing to cynicism, that kind of thing. What are some strategies for you to maintain uh, your creative state, to be connected to your flow? I um, have a regular routine. I get up very early. I'm a big proponent of meditation. Mm. So I meditate in the morning and again in the evenings. I do exercise in the morning before I get going. Mm -hmm. I have quiet time. Reflective time is part of my life. Nice. Um, and then I make it a regular part of my life. So I have longer stretches. Mm. I have one week every month that I have a light load just for the sake of rejuvenating reflecting, evaluating, so I cut back on you everything purposely else. purposely pretty much schedule that week yep. much lighter. Mm -hmm. oh, very to be cool. a lot lighter, which leads into the next one, which has been a new one for me, is I'm best friends with my calendar. Oh, yeah. So time blocking, um, making sure I've got, I know where I'm going and why I'm going, and mm. all of that type of, of exercises are very important. Mm. Um, and then downtime, time with friends, time with family, That's making important. sure that balance is there. Yeah, I, I, the calendar thing I can definitely relate to. Having a very purposeful <laughs> calendar is important. With Especially, I have like three notebooks lying around the house, each of them with like different to-do lists. I'm like, all right, I need to get this all into one, one place. You know, it's just your mind is constantly running on whatever it is. So I think being organized is so important mm -hmm. for mental acuity. Well, what are some other areas in your life right now that uh, you're excited about? Are anything coming up with the center that you're super excited about that you're creating? Yeah, we have um, our deep listening trainings are coming up nice. uh, in the fall. Yeah. And so we have two now. One's based on more of a spirit-based one, and mm -hmm. one is more for Uncle Joe. Okay. And then uh, I'm in the process of developing a new one for business, deep listening in business. Nice, nice. Um, and then we're having open houses all summer, so I'm very excited yeah. about that to be able to show off some of the practitioners and yeah. let people just gather and have a good time. I'm going to come with uh, with piano Yes, music I'm very yes, excited I about that. I am super excited about yeah. that, too. Well, what's... Uh, What's the biggest thing you're grateful for right now? We're coming up here on the end of the interview. I always like to get a, a feel for the snapshot in time right now. What are you most grateful for? I think right now, I know this sounds, you know, simple, but I'm just grateful for life. Yeah. I Every day I just look around and the life I've created is amazing. Yeah. Um, That's good to remind yourself that. Yeah. I just every go day. around every day just so grateful even we had a flood in my bathroom recently and i was able to move through it in gratitude of, yeah. i'm so grateful for these plumbers i'm so grateful for these technicians yes. you know i mean yeah. it's just everything around me is a gift absolutely so. i think that's such an important gratitude is something we can never get enough of it is 
always in demand because there's always things in life that make you feel that something's not enough. Mm-hmm. You know? So uh, any final words of wisdom maybe for people on the same path or, you know, entrepreneurs in general or anybody looking to go on the same journey as you, maybe from a, a ministry standpoint, from your experience, anything that you want to share as kind of final words of wisdom? Well, nothing starts till you start it. So <laughs> that's true, isn't it? <laughs> yep. It's like the Arizona lottery. It's like you can't play. You, you can't, can't win, win if, if you, you don't play. play. <laughs> that is the thing. Um, so that that would be my my biggest uh, encouragement to everybody is whatever you do this day is what you've done, and uh, yeah, absolutely, it starts right now. That's great. I love that. Well, where can they find out more about you, Amanda? About the center. Uh, if they're learning, if they want to take some of those listening courses or check out an open house. Um, we are at www.pathwaysofgrace.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. And we're located at 14th Place and Northern in Phoenix. Yeah, and I'll have the uh, Instagram and website on the show notes of this episode, guys. So check her out. Amanda Center is pretty awesome. I'll be there. You can count on it if you're in the Phoenix area. So, well, thank you so much, Amanda. Thanks for having uh, me. Yeah, that concludes our, our interview about creating a life you love. Amanda is an awesome guest on my show, and I love sharing these interviews with you. So tune in every Friday where I host these conversations with all these amazing people and their journey towards living a life full out. You know, these people are entrepreneurs, they're artists. I even had medical professionals, musicians, anybody who has a story worth sharing. And if that's you, let me know and let's chat. Maybe you can be part of the show. You can reach me through my website or social media and uh, we can set something up. I hope that this episode has been a contribution to your own journey and creating a life that you love. And if you know anybody that could benefit from today's show, share it with them. You never know what kind of difference it will make because we all find each other in each other's experiences. So likewise, if you think that this show adds value to your life and you'd like to contribute to it uh, further, let me know. I produce all my content for free because I want to make a difference. And it does take time and consistent investment, so every little bit helps. I have some existing stuff on my website for Patreon if you'd like to support it that way, uh, and also one-time donation through PayPal. I donate 20% of all the contributions I get from this show to charity. So you can look at all the charity organizations that I'm involved with. If you want to support the show, then 20 cents for every dollar will go to one of those organizations. You just let me know. I believe that we can all make a world a better place through transformation. And being able to share these interviews like the one with Amanda today really helps in that vision and creating a resource for people to come here and learn about transformation and empower themselves. Ultimately, I want you to be empowered to create the life that you love through this show so thank you for supporting its future and thank you again amanda for being on the show and uh, sharing your life so thank you so much thank you all right guys we'll see you next week have a great rest of your week you're listening to the seven transformations podcast with your host tutor alexander for weekly articles on creating a life you love stay connected at the 7transformations.com